This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. I want to begin by saying that God is good. God is really good. Our hearts are open for Him that He may speak to us. And what I realize is that this is an ordained meeting by God. I thank God for those who have, those who have spoken before me. I believe that in here at this time and in this conference, we are going to experience multiple encounters, multiple impartations, and a mystery of fellowship that happens only when believers come together under corporate anointing. The Bible says in the book of Psalms 133 and verse 1 to 3, that behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garment. It is like the dew of Hammon. Something like the dew of Hammon is falling upon this congregation today. Descending upon the mounts of Zion, for there the Lord commands a blessing. You know, ladies and gentlemen, what is, what is going on in my heart right now, in my spirit right now, is that a meeting which is ordained of God, there are always experiences which people interface with in such a place. There are experiences which validate, experiences which validate the authenticity of a meeting that God has ordained the meeting. And I believe and I know in my knower that encounters is one of those experiences. Encounters is one of those experiences. And you know, encounters in a meeting are spiritual experiences which create convictions. This is when you come into oneness with the message that is being preached and the word that is being preached to the point that you have the ability to sustain the reality of what you have heard from the law. So that you are able to come to a, to a level where you be, what you believe you can see. I say you come to a level where what you believe you can see. Some of us in this meeting, in this conference, are walking out, walking back home, with encounters that will run with you for a whole year. You are not going to recover very soon. There is something that drops, will drop in your spirit. You will catch it and walk out, go with it, run for one whole year. When you are still thinking about what was God saying? What kind of assignment did God give me from that meeting? Because you came to a meeting which was ordained by God. When God ordains it, there is a reason, there is a purpose, there is something that he's out to do. 
And I believe there is something that God is out to do in this conference. I've just heard Pastor Nikki talk about the glory of God. And you know what was pouring down in my spirit? Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse number 14, the Bible says that it shall come to pass, that it shall come to pass, that the knowledge of the glory of God shall fill the whole earth just as water covers the seas. This is our moment. I say this is our time. Come on, I say this is our season. It's a time for shifting. Let me take this opportunity in the earliest moment to honor our, our parents. I'm so glad and excited that Pastor Tom and Pastor Bonnie, you invited me to speak in this conference. And not only myself, I also bring greetings from my wife, Pastor Eunice, and the entire Celebration Church Kenya, some of whom we have in this, in this meeting. We have Pastor Caleb Osore from Celebration Church, uh, Kitengela, Nairobi. We have Pastor John Kachambwa also with us in this meeting. But I'm so glad that this is, this is an opportunity given to me to speak to the people of God by the grace of God. Pastor Tom and Pastor Bonnie, on behalf of Celebration Church Kenya, we are proud of what you have done and deposited in our lives. I'm so humbled in this particular time. I'm a beneficiary, uh, beneficiary already in many ways in this conference. Since this opportunity offers me or gives me access to apostolic and prophetic synergy, which comes by spiritual cross-pollination and a corporate anointing from the servants of God in the house. I'm so humbled in the presence of God because I am not an island of myself. I am not a self-made person. One time on this pulpit, on this platform, I say that if you see a tortoise on top of a tree, just know one thing, that somebody picked it and put him up on the tree. I am a product. I am a product of liftings. I say I am a product of liftings. That's why I thank God and I honor God for the grace of God in the house. Pastor Tom, you blessed me indeed this last evening and today. Pastor Lazarus, you blessed my heart. Pastor Nikki, I thank God for talking about the glory of God. And allow me now to also bring in a segment that God wants to speak to this congregation. I want to take our reading. The first thing I want to do is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, which says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, as being, are being transformed into the same image from glory 
to glory, just as the Spirit of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, that is about transformations. We are here for transformations. Transformation is the name given to the process that changes a believer or turns a believer into Christ-likeness. Paul would write and say that till we come to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure and the stature of the fullness of Christ. Because we are called to grow up. If we remain babies, walking in napkins and napkins, allow me to use those words. God finds it very difficult to use us. To work with us. Pastor Tom yesterday talked about the wilderness journey and journey in the promised land. Now, if God has not built your capacity well enough, good enough, you are not fit for the promises. You are not fit for the promises. Acts of the Apostles chapter 20 verse number 32 talks about the word of God building you fast before you can receive the inheritance assigned for the saints. The word must build you up fast. When I read Romans chapter 1, verse number 11, the Bible says in Romans 1, 11, for I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. Yes. I long to see you that I may impart. Somebody say, if you believe it, say impartation. impartation. I believe that is the reason why Pastor Tom and Pastor, Pastor Bonnie invited us for this great conference. Because you know what, friends? Impartations are spiritual systems for spiritual possibilities being transferred from one person to another or from one generation to another. There is something that needs to be transferred. There has to be some transference of gifts, some transference of anointing, some transference of possibilities. To the realm of possibilities. Do you know that in God there is a realm called the realm of possibilities? Because impossibilities is a, is, is a terminology which is given to realms where wisdom has not yet stepped in. When wisdom is still far away, People talk about impossibilities. But when the wisdom of God that I want to talk about today here, the wisdom of God, my subject of discussion, what I want to talk about here is entitled as 
accessing the hidden wisdom of God for our glory. Accessing the hidden wisdom of God for our glory. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2 and verse from verse 4 to 7. The Bible says this, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. Verse number 7. I would like to request you to read that portion with me. It's on the screen. And I want you to read it aloud. Verse number 7. One, two, three. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. And this wisdom was ordained by God. This wisdom has been hidden, but not from us. It has been hidden for us, for our glory. The, we, the hidden wisdom of God that has been kept for our glory. Paul is teaching the church in Corinth here, friends. He wants them to understand that this time when there was such a great downpour, downpour of the Holy Spirit, and there were signs and wonders, miracles were taking place all over, and everybody, everybody was a witness that there is something extraordinary taking place around. So Paul comes up to put perspective to what was happening. Give perspective to what was really happening. Signs and wonders and miracles were happening in the church of Corinth by the supernatural, miraculous hand of the Almighty God. And these miracles were simply the demonstrations of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit that was present in them. I pray for somebody, I pray for a pastor here that may your church be characterized with this kind of moves of God. Paul needed to put things into perspective. So he wrote this episode. And I want us to go back to verse number 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 6. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians Chapter 2 and verse number 6. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age. So there's a difference here. There's a difference between the wisdom of this age and the wisdom of God. The wisdom of this age is, is also known as the wisdom of the rulers of this age. 
So the wisdom of the rulers of this age, you can find it from Zimbabwe University. If you are coming from Kenya like me, I know Kenyans are watching. You can get this wisdom from Jomo Kenyatta Technology of Agriculture. <laughs> this wisdom of the world, you can get it from Nairobi University. You can get this wisdom from Egerton University in Kenya. Even from Harvard University. You can get this wisdom, the wisdom of this age. But you, all are, you are all aware today that the wisdom of this age cannot solve the world problems we have today. You are aware of that. So that is not the wisdom we are talking about here right now. We want to talk about the hidden, hidden wisdom of God that was ordained for our glory. The hidden wisdom of God which was ordained for your glory. The Bible acknowledges, friends, that there is wisdom that was ordained before the ages. Which means it was before you were. It was before the vice-chancellor of Nairobi University was. This wisdom was ordained before the ages. And you know, before the ages, we are talking about time when time was not. We are talking about time when time was not. When what was prevailing was called eternity. Because in eternity, there is no time. In eternity, there is no time. The moment time enters into eternity, it collapses and becomes zero. Because it becomes no time. But there is wisdom which was ordained at that time. That tells you that kind of wisdom carries with it the substance of eternity. And the substance of eternity is glory. Because God dwells in his glory. We're talking about wisdom that cannot be found with men. That can only come from God. The wisdom of God. Let me cross-pollinate that scripture now with James chapter 1, chapter 3, and verse number 17. James chapter 3 and verse number 17. This is what the Bible says. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy, and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. So that clearly tells you, that clearly tells you that the opposite of this is the wisdom of the world. The opposite of this is the wisdom of this age. So let me describe for you the wisdom of this age from that same scripture. 
The wisdom of this age is first of all impure. It is not peaceable. It is not gentle. That's why... It is not willing to yield. It's not humble. Full of hatred, full of heart. It's not, does not bear any good fruits. It has a lot of partiality. And full of hypocrisy. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go back to our key text for today. 1 Corinthians 2.7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. So the Bible now makes it very clear that this wisdom has been hidden. But whoever finds that wisdom will inherit glory. Whoever finds that wisdom will inherit glory. The Bible says that it has been ordained for our glory. At this point in time, let me, ladies and gentlemen, I want to repeat one more time that the substance of eternity is the glory. And when the glory of God comes into a place, it causes eternity to step, to step on time. And when eternity sets, uh, sets on time or steps on time, things begin to behave differently. When the glory of God comes into a place, it cannot coexist with the timely programs. Things which are made within, the, within some time frames called minutes, hours, years. That is when we begin to experience accelerated miracles taking place. Because the glory of God has just come. When the glory of God sets into a place, sickness that could have taken 30 years to heal, Heals in a moment. A journey that could have, could have taken you 12 years to make, it happens in a minute because the glory of God has come in place. Because the glory of God has come in place. That is why it is a mystery that needs only to be revealed for our manifestation. It is a mystery that needs only to be revealed for our manifestation. That's why my, 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 my topic today is entitled as Accessing the Hidden Mystery, the Hidden Wisdom of God for our glory. Because we speak wisdom in a mystery which has been ordained for our glory. Ladies and gentlemen, we are moving on. Verse number 8 and verse number 10. Verse number 8 and 9 says, Which none of the rulers of this age, none of the rulers of this age knew this, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord Jesus of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen this, ear has not heard of this, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. I has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now, the question is, what are these things? What are these things? These things are the hidden or matters of the hidden wisdom of God. 
So when you get the revelation of this hidden wisdom, then immediately these things become open to you. You can then read them. You can then read the script. Somebody shout amen. amen. But listen to me, friends. Verse number 10 says, But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. God has revealed them through His Spirit. In other words, they were not hid from us. They were hid for us. Who are the us? The us are the generation of God. Born again, washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Those are the us. Am I speaking to some citizens of heaven in this place? No, I didn't hear you. Am I speaking to some citizens of heaven in this place? Are you there, somebody? Please just wave to me. Wave to me like this. Because I love seeing you. We are going. I'm on the same journey together with you. These things have been hidden for us. God now, God has revealed them through his spirit. This chosen generation, this royal priesthood, this holy nation, this peculiar people bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, this peculiar people bought by the grace, by the grace of God, are people that are purchased by this precious blood. We know that education is excellent, as excellent as it is, could not have purchased you. It could not have purchased us. But the precious blood of Jesus has purchased. The Bible tells that the quality of this hidden wisdom is such that no human mind can comprehend its working. It searches the deep things of God. And we are here for deep things. Ladies and gentlemen, when I was walking, coming all the way from Kenya, from Nairobi, and I knew that I was coming for this, should I board a plane only to come and, come and touch shallow things? No, no, no. I am prepared for deep things. I want things that catapult me into the realm of God. Into the realm where there is no room for impossibility. The God of heaven, the kid of the heavens and the earth is the one reigning in that realm. Is the one ruling in that realm. I think that was good reason enough for me to come to Zimbabwe. So therefore, I'm not wasting time. I'm here for deep things. The deep things of God. I want God to deposit them in my spirit. I am going back to Kenya loaded with deep things. We are an enlightened generation, I know that. Indeed, and something worth of, of, of commendation. But education, education is good, friends. It opens us up, opens our faculty of understanding and helps us to assimilate issues of life with precision. But listen to what Isaiah says here. This is a story that will, will surprise some of you. Isaiah 29 verse 11 to 12 says this. The whole vision has come to you like the words of a book that is sealed. Which men deliver to one who is literate. One who is literate simply means one who went to school. 
saying this please. And he says, I cannot read it because it is sealed. The learned, the education, I mean the educated cannot read it because it is sealed. It must be decoded. The mystery must be decoded for you to be able to read it. And look, the book was taken to some unlearned human being on earth. Some unlearned human being. This is what verse number 12 says. This. Then the book is delivered to one who is illiterate, never went to school. Saying, read this please. And he says, I am, I, I am not literate. You know, this one was just very open. The other guy did not say, I am learned, but I cannot read it. The other guy should have said, I am learned, but in spite of. I went to school, but in spite of, I can't read it. Those who went to school probably can read it. But the script is so complicated that even, went to, even if you went to school or you didn't go to school, you can't read it because it is sealed. It is, it is sealed. The learning from this friend is simple. The lesson, we are, the lesson we are learning out of this text is very simple. There's a realm in life, a realm in life where both the educated and the uneducated stand helpless. When the pandemic coronavirus came upon the face of the earth, did you see billionaires dying? Oh, they didn't die around. Did you see the educator dying? Okay. It happened at your place. At our place too. What am I trying to tell you, friends? Is that there are things, there are places in life where we need only the wisdom of God. We will continue running left and right, backward, forward, center, making errors there, making errors this way, and no, and no solution comes nearby. Because what we need is the wisdom that comes from above. Wisdom which first and foremost is pure. Impartial. Have no hypocrisy. I wanted to run you through I wanted to run us through very fast to wind up on this session of mine on seven on the seven befores of Christ and to pray before this pastor Tom touched on a number of, those, of, of them in the morning and it was as if I don't know whether it's pastor Tom or me who borrowed notes from the other, but somehow the Holy Ghost, <laughs> the Holy Ghost just helped the two of us. You know, we, we need the helper. So the Holy Spirit was helping us. <laughs> Somebody shout amen. amen. The hidden wisdom of God. Let me get, first of all give you the definition of the hidden wisdom of God. By definition, by definition, the hidden wisdom of God is a spiritual ability and capacity 
by the Holy Spirit to ascertain the divine purpose for accomplishing the Lord's objective, the Lord's will, the Lord's plan, and the Lord's purpose in any situation and the how to fulfill it in a strategic way. So this is a supernatural ability, ladies and gentlemen. It is a supernatural capacity. It pours down when God's objective is being carried out. When God's plan, God's will, God's purpose is being undertaken. It does not just come down to you because you are faced, you know, in Kenya we, we, make, we make very hard ugali or very hard, how do you call it here? Sasa, yes, we make it very hard. We make it very hard. So when it is very hard like that, you don't sit down and, and start praying, God, may I receive the wisdom, the hidden wisdom of God to help me eat this hard ugali here so that it passes through my throat comfortably without, without any hindrances. No. This is a supernatural way, a supernatural way of solving problems. The spirit of wisdom works interactively and effectively in the what to do type of circumstances. In order to produce results that bring glory to God. Will come. Somebody say amen. amen. When Jesus gave the parable of the ten virgins, out of five, of which out of five were wise and five were foolish, the lesson here was not a marriage lesson. It was not a, it was not a, pre, a premarital counseling class. The lesson Jesus, because look here, number one, all the ten virgins had lamps. What is a lamp? The lamp unto our feet is the word of God. If you want to qualify the five wise ones on the basis of the word, they both had the word. They both were virgins. They were ten virgins. So where was the difference? What was lacking in the five foolish virgins was the operation of the divine wisdom of God. So between you and the manifestation of your glory in any area of life is the operation of the hidden wisdom of God. Between you and the manifestation of you because you that we see today may not, may not be the you we should be finding in that or at that economic gate. These are two different people. For you to qualify, for you to get there, the difference is the hidden wisdom of God which catapults you into that region, into that realm. And then you just find yourself you are now the CEO of that big company. 
because of the hidden wisdom of God. The hidden wisdom of God is what the scripture calls in many places the spirit of wisdom. Somebody shout amen. amen. There is a personality which is mandated to help you access that mystery. That personality is the CEO, the chief executive officer of the workings of God on the face of this earth. He's called the Holy Spirit. He's called the Holy Spirit the third person of the Holy Trinity. He's mandated to grant you that. So if you ignore him, friends, you are not going anywhere. When the disciples were still wondering what to do to advance the gospel, the Bible records that as they fasted and prayed, the Holy Spirit said, now I have a strategy. The Holy Spirit said, now I have a strategy. And the strategy is, I have looked around, I have seen Barnabas. I have looked around, I have seen Silas. By that time, Paul was not Paul, he was still Silas. Sorry, not Silas. He was Saul. He was Saul. So, the Holy Ghost looked at these two and said, I think Barnabas is a very patient man. He can tolerate the speed of this young man, Saul. Because in the, at the end of it all, Saul is going to become the leader. When they, are naming the, when they are naming names at that point in time, Saul's name would come last. But as time went by, when the hidden wisdom of God's glory that was kept for his glory was coming by, was manifesting in his life, he later on became the Paul, the leader. So the you we are seeing today is not the you, the CEO I'm talking about. The you we are seeing today is not the you, the, apost the apostolic gatekeeper in that particular place. But I see you. I say you are there. You are there. Somebody shout amen. amen. You need the hidden wisdom of God for mission work, for opening churches, for starting up and running businesses, for creating employment. You need the hidden wisdom of God. When Naaman, the captain of the army, the Assyrian army, went for healing in Israel, Israel was not a small place. Naaman, Naaman appeared there. And Naaman was advised by Elisha to go and dip himself seven times in the river. But he realized that this wisdom looks very foolish. How can this be? Did they know that I am the captain? Of the Assyrian army. Ladies and gentlemen, rise up on your feet. Kindly rise up on your feet. Somebody say, The hidden wisdom of God for my glory is happening. Say, It is happening. Say, It is happening. I didn't hear you say, It is happening.
the hidden wisdom of God for your glory is happening while standing up like that I want you to know that you can activate it by humility because humility is the treasure of the, of the house in which all graces are contained you can activate it by meditation on God's word the Bible says in Joshua 1.8, This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate upon it day and night. This wisdom, you can, medit- you can activate it by effectual and fervent prayers. God bless you, ladies and gentlemen, I believe. You have that. You have received that portion. May God bless you and keep you as we continue with this conference. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.